Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's February 17th and uh, we're here with Brad Koning. My name is Brendan McClenahan and we're going to talk about today's scripture, which is Isaiah 58 verses 1 through 12. Um, Brad, do you, would you mind reading this for us? That'd be great. Shout it aloud and do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please, and you exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, and in striking each other with, with, with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you do, not, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, Then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Thanks, Brad. What is um, kind of lit up for you in this passage? What's drawing your attention? Um, I don't, you know, the thing that just kind of caught my attention was the uh, the way that this is written in in the dialogue of how um, the people are kind of being. Um, spoken to you know um and really i guess maybe more of just the theme of 
people complaining, thinking they've done all these things and we've commit completely missed the point. Mm. And um, yeah, catching that theme, my mind just kind of starts to wander into to areas of life like that I do this, that we as a, a church, a big church and, and believers in this day and age, uh, areas that we've missed the point um, where we've overvalued certain religious things or tasks uh, and undervalued and, and completely missed the spirit behind, you know, what we're even doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting to me that probably the things that, that Satan likes to make me feel the most guilty of are the same things that uh, that in this passage um, people are overvaluing. Like, like if I'm not doing the certain ritualistic things that uh, I've grown up being told I should do um, or whatever, it those things almost get to me more they stick in my head like oh, I'm, a, I'm a failure I'm not doing this and do 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 and I never give myself credit and, and really look at the things that we are doing that um, you know in the ways that we are responding to God's call hmm. um, I don't know if that makes yeah. sense but yeah you're talking about like in this circumstance it's fasting humbling yeah. themselves you know um, and for us, maybe it's fasting, but it could be any kind of religious activity that we do. Um, you know, I, I think maybe what helps with that is like their complaint is why do we fast, but you do not see? Why do we humble mm-hmm. ourselves, but you do not notice? It's like it, they're revealing something about the reason why they're fasting in the first place. You know, they're not fasting because they want to, you know, be part of God's mission in the world. They're not fasting because they want to be a blessing to the world. They're not fasting because they want real transformation in their hearts and their lives. They're fasting because they want to be seen. You know, they want to be noticed. They want to be seen, which is so odd because God sees everything. You know, it's God who says, where did you go, Adam and Eve? Like, where are you? You know, God notices, God sees them, but they don't feel seen, you know, and, um, and uh, I mean, I think that's true in my life that so often I substitute religious activity because I don't think God sees me or is with me or notices me. And um, I want to get God's attention, you know, and God's almost in this passage, like, you've got my attention, (laughs) you know. I see you, I see exactly what you're doing, you know, like, and I, I didn't design you for this. Um, but something that, um, that, that kind of caught my attention for you, Brad, I, I don't know if it's, but uh, it says, um, look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. And I thought, isn't that interesting that the first thing that God says is the professional relationship between, um, you know, mm. a, a, a boss, a, a CEO, so to speak, um, and, 
and the workers that are under that person um, and how that person, those people are treated, you know? Um, so I just wonder, I, I was thinking about you as someone who oversees a business and whether and how you've thought about the way that you treat the people who work with you, the work people you work under you as ways that as your true fast, you know, like, like it kind of want to make me say, Brad, when you, when you treat your workers well, that's the kind of fast that God wants to see, you know? It, and he says like, if you treat, if you treat your workers well, basically that's his, that's kind of the, um, it seems to me like one of the main things that God lists there, um, your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will spring forth. And, you know, I'll be your rear guard and I'll answer you. Uh, I'll come to your help, you know? So anyway, I was thinking about that for you. If you ever, how have you thought about the way you treat your workers? And, um, and if you've ever thought about that as part of your spiritual um, practice, like your practice of your religion. Yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about it as a practice of religion, but I, I've, that's one of those areas I think, and, and for me, sure, yeah, it's, it's workers and people employed at our business, but it also, it could be friends and other people everywhere, but I kind of look at it like he, he might also kind of be calling them out for lack of faith here, right? Uh, it doesn't take faith to fast. It doesn't take faith to, let's use more common things now. It doesn't take faith to just show up on church at church on Sunday. It doesn't take faith to, um, you know, attend a small group um, or do those things. But real faith is going to be transformative in how you live your life and how you interact with people. And it's going to show up in a sacrificial way of living that puts others before you in your day-to-day -day life. So um, you can fast all you want, but if you, if you have real faith, it's going to show because you're going to go to work and you're going to be focused on your workers and not your own personal, you know, profit and, and, mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. And uh, if you're going to go to the grocery store, you're, going to focus on the people you're you're walking past and seeing not just um, the task you went there to do so it's it's that sort of thing that really resonates with me mm -hmm. in this passage and um yeah i think yeah. i think that's a big deal with god yeah so you've got this these two different modes you you have these religious busybodies who are trying to get God's attention, trying to get God to notice them um, by performing acts for God. And then you've got people who trust in God. Okay, God's, God's here. I, God sees me. God notices me. Um, that's taken care of. And so I'm going to now um, focus on how am I treating the workers who are under me? How do I treat the people I meet at the grocery store? How do I treat um, the oppressed, the homeless, the hungry, the naked? Um, and, um, and treating that as not to get God's attention or get God to see you, but 
to um, to represent God and to bear witness to God's kingdom in the world by acting differently towards others. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for helping outline that. I really like that. So I think that's, I mean, it's a pretty clear passage, right? Like God's kind of saying, um, like, I will, I will make you, the righteousness that you long for, the transformation that you long for will happen. Like just focus on loving other people and um, setting other people free. And you're going to find that you transform in the process. And that's a pretty cool promise. Yeah. So Sweet. it's a redirection. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop worrying about your relationship with me so much. I mean, I think that's, I don't want to say that in a way that turns people off. Like, um, like our relationship with God is unimportant. Of course it's important, but Jesus says like, um, you know, uh, I want you to abide in me. And they say like, how do you abide in you? He says, obey my commands. They say, what's your command? He says, love one another. <laughs> you know, like, do you, do you want to love me? Do you want to love God more? And they're like, yes, yes, please show us how to love God is. Do we need to fast? Do we need to offer sacrifices? He's like, no, 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 love each other. You know, um, obey my commands by loving each other. I think that's the same thing here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's Jesus' two greatest commandments, you know, second, love your Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So I think that's sums up all the law and the prophets, right? Yep. All right. Sweet. Well, thanks, Brad. Um, Thank appreciate you. you and um, everybody else. We will be back with you tomorrow morning. So go in peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.